Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode ninety-two of the Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was sexcapades. Ugh. So, Frank, what'd you come up with for this category? <sighs> How do you feel about this category, Frank? Let's, let's, it's, let's, let's it's, put it it's, put it all on the table. It's a bad category. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just a rehash, man. Like, sex is the plot is the same category as this fucking category. So you're just forcing me to watch something with a bunch of boobs, um, or try and get like super clever, and I'm too tired to be clever. So, um, I watched a movie called Strip Nude for Your Killer, okay. also called Strip Naked for Your Killer, also called like. I don't know something in Italian. Um, it's a giallo from the mid seventies, directed by um, uh, what's his name, Adrian Bianchi, Andre Bianchi, who also directed um, one of my favorite bad movies in Burial Ground, aka Knights of Terror, mm. the zombie resurrection movie with the weird incest subplot. Oh yeah, that movie. Yeah. Does that have another title too? Other than what you just said? Burial Ground is the, is the, it, title. It's the okay. Yeah. Night the Knights of Terror is the um Italian or translation of the Italian title, which is like La La Notte de Terrizor or something. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> mm. I don't fucking speak Italian. Um uh this movie is also called Nude Per Las Assassino Assassino. <laughs> Um, growing up in the 1980s and 90s, I have seen a lot of movies where seeing naked women is like one of the ultimate goals of the movie. Right. Even if like the movie's about something else, like it's about cramming as much nudity as possible. And, sure. um, it's funny because friend of the podcast, Orion Wellmaker, brought up a movie the other day or no he was showing us some movies that were recorded on uh vhs tapes he had bought at a flea market and one of those movies i can't remember what it's called something about a witch but it's basically just an excuse for erica laniac to be naked a whole bunch Mm. um so i've seen a lot of these movies so i'm not like I mean, obviously, in the modern age, what do you really like? You're not going after like movies with nudity because who cares really anymore? Sure. Um, you get to a whatever, certain age, like, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it doesn't bother me or anything. Right. I have never watched a more boring movie <laughs> with more breasts and full frontal nudity per minute than this movie. And I say this as a disclaimer that, like, if you're looking to be titillated, like you do not want to stream strip nude for your killer on Tubi, which is mm-hmm. where I stream this movie. Although after I was after I started streaming it, I was kind of like glancing over at my DVDs and I actually own this movie. So <laughs> I could have just stopped and watched it. But it's one of those things like I bought at Best Buy for probably like ten dollars. Right. Back in two thousand four when they released it on DVD. And um I never bothered to watch it. So, you know, I mean, it kind of makes sense, though, because it wasn't worth it. Mm. Um, there's other movies from around this time period that are kind of similar in tone. Um, there's The Strange Vice of Miss Ward. Uh, there's Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key, which is actually a really good movie. 
Um, there's a Sergio Martini movie from a couple years after this called Torso, which is just basically like, right. you know, it's like let's show a bunch of naked people and then there's somebody murdering them. And we've talked about these a lot of times. Sure. Um, in the sense that like the Italians are all about trying to make it seem like, you know, the fact that you saw like two people fucking when you were six is now like turned you into a murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, so surprisingly, this movie opens with an abortion being mm-hmm. performed. Um, a woman like legs up in stirrups, um, with some doctor, um, taking a scapula into her vagina. Um, so that was kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Sure, I was sorry, I was just thinking of dips and spreads, dips and spreads, right? See, I told you appropriate. <laughs> um, so he kills her during this abortion. Um, it does they don't explain until the last like seven minutes of the movie how she actually died because he's sitting there and then he jams like a piece of rebar up her crotch and she makes a noise and all of a sudden they're putting her in a bathtub somewhere. Um, but she's dead. So okay. then fast forward like some undetermined indeterminate period of time, and there's this modeling agency that's run by this woman, um, Gisela, I think, or something like that is her name. Yep, it, doesn't, that's a, yep. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, whose husband is this overweight, like, lech. She's mm-hmm. got this guy, Carlo, that works for her, who's um, a high-end fashion photographer that kind of works for the highest bidder. Um, he does photo shoots for Vogue and Elle and stuff. Um Carlo is notorious for betting the fashion models. Um, of course he is. Yeah. So he has sex with this one woman um, that he meets at the pool and he fucks her in the sauna because um, he claims his camera's not working, but then he has sex with her because he's like, oh, I'll make you a famous fashion model. But then like he legit takes her to the modeling agency is like, hey, like I think she'd be a good fashion model. You should probably like hire her. And they're like, yeah, you probably fucked her. He's like, well, right, but she still is pretty beautiful, right? So let's, like, make some money. So instead of being, like, an absolute scumbag, he's, like, 50% scumbag, I guess? Because he makes a transactional, at least. Well, no, but here's the thing. He then falls in love with, like, a fellow photographer. Hmm. Um, That's the Edith um, or Edwidge Finch, however you say her name. Right. Um, Edwidge Finch. Edvige Finich, who's like super popular um sexploitation like Italian actress from this time period. And they get into a relationship and then they're just in a relationship for the rest of the movie and never sleep with anyone else and genuinely seem to love each other, which was super surprising because that mm. like never happens in right. these movies. But it um legitimately like made you kind of invested in the characters, which was also kind of weird. Um, but it doesn't matter because it's so boring, like around this part. So anyway, so some person on in a leather like biker's outfit, like Kill Bill, um, and a biker helmet, like murders the doctor, and so then that happens. Hmm. And then there's a gay guy who works at the photo- photographer, the modeling agency, as a photographer, and somebody comes into his house. And there's actually like so he obviously knows the person. So this is a problem with this movie is that you really figure out everything about it like 20 minutes in, and then it's just so boring. 
like with the quote unquote build to them telling you. Mm. Um, so, okay. So here's your, here's the things, you know, everybody's fucking everybody in this modeling agency, but Carlo tends to be the guy that like takes care of like the new models right away. Mm -hmm. This woman died from an abortion that she had. Um, and she worked at the modeling agency. You find this out early enough. Okay. And she knew like everybody that are like the major players in this modeling agency. So who killed this woman? Just see if you can guess like now with just that information. Cause you ain't getting no more information until the last like 10 minutes of the movie. I don't, I don't know if I can guess that like with any accuracy. I'll tell you in a minute. Cause I guessed it right away. Okay. Um, so then there's Mario. Mario might be gay, but might be not. So somebody comes to his house that he recognizes and he lets him in and he's like, oh, like have a drink. And they're pouring this drink and he's turned around and talking and then they keep like pouring the drink and it overfills the glass. And in one of the funniest scenes I've seen in a movie in years, he turns around and goes, oh, darling, what are you doing? <laughs> like as the like booze is just like pouring out all over the table. <laughs> and then I'm, I'd have a similar reaction to seeing that booze um, go waste. Then darling like stabs him to death with a pen knife um, <laughs> and then leaves him ass up like with his pants around his ankles um in his floor like stabbed and they imply that the killer stabbed him multiple times in the anus mm. so the problem is that a lot of these giallo they have this like unseen killer like this is like argento's thing to do a lot where like you just see a hand or you just see an arm or maybe like a pair of boots the problem with strip nude for your killer is that they show the killer's torso and it's obvious that it's a woman so mm. And at first I was like, well, are they just trying to throw me off? But they, you can tell that they just didn't know how to film it. Um, and that like genuinely, like you're not supposed, you're, you're not supposed to know like it's a woman, but the fact that they show you it's a woman like eliminates so many, you know, suspects like early on that it's just, I don't know. They're also every woman in this movie gets naked multiple times. Um, and I'm talking like full frontal nudity mm -hmm. and has multiple sex scenes, both with other women and men. Um, and sometimes they're just naked for no reason. And, and sometimes they're about to get raped, but then just decide to give in to their rapist. And then like, you know, they just go about their business after that. Um, this happens a lot. Okay. The rape thing is only once, but like the nudity for no reason is pretty constant. So, who's dead? So, Mario's dead, and the police investigate, and they do a bad job of investigating because one of the officers keeps trying to look up the skirt of one of the models. <laughs> um, that's and that's why, that's, that's why most murders probably go unsolved. Yeah, Gisela like won't give him any info because they're trying to make you think she's the killer, but it's so obvious, like early on, that she's not the killer. Um, so then there's just random lesbianism for no reason. Like mm -hmm. they go to a club and there's lesbians like making out. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And then, um, that's when Carlo and Magda like have their relationship. They start like fucking each other. Um, and you think that he's going to screw her over and maybe she's the killer, but then they're just kind of together and it's like sort of nice. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, 
Gisela's husband. How does this go? Okay, so Gisela takes the girl that Carlo fucked, and you find out that she's like this May Young esque les not May Young, the other one, <laughs> um, fabulous Mula esque lesbian. Okay, that basically just grooms all the new models. Like, so Carlo gets them first. And mm -hmm. then she gets some second, but she like is super jealous that Carlo's always getting them first, so she hates Carlo. Mm. Um, so she takes the new one to her their secret cottage that her and her husband husband own, and they have sex, but then um Gisela leaves and then the model gets murdered naked for no reason. Like she's just walking around naked and he gets killed. Mm. Um then her husband picks up Grace, who's another one of the models, and is like, oh, I got something cool to show you. But he just takes her back to the cottage and tries to rape her, and then she's like, you don't have to rape me. She's like, you're wrinkling my clothes. Stop raping me and just have sex with me naked. So then they try and do that, but he can't get an erection. And then she's like patronizing, but still kind of nice to him. And, and she leaves, and then he's walking around naked, like this giant fat man with like super back hair, just like naked. Right. And he gets murdered by the killer. The killer, like, oh, he's carrying his um blow up doll because that's the only way he can he can get off. Um <laughs> okay. is through a blow up doll and he gets murdered. <sighs> then Grace is at her apartment with Stefano, who's her boyfriend, and who's also a model at this agency that you've seen for like two minutes. But it turns out that he's like a wife beater and abusive. And then they hear a noise and then they both get murdered. Um, and then Carlo is in the park and he sees another one of the women. Oh, I can't remember who it is. It doesn't matter. But he like starts taking pictures because, you know, photographer. And he has captured the person on film but then they try to run him down with a car and to escape being run down with a car he runs into the middle of a road where the car can easily get to him and it hits him and knocks him out um so he goes to the hospital but then he calls uh magnet is like hey why don't you go get my um camera because i took a picture of the killer and developed the film and you'll see who the killer is so she does that, but somehow the killer knows that's happening. So the killer breaks into their apartment and destroys the film. But you see that it's Stefano is on the film, but you already know Stefano is dead. So it's like the worst red herring ever. Okay. Um. Then uh, Magda gets attacked by the killer. So Carlo like rises from his like sick bed and goes to save her um, and finds her at Stefano and Grace's house. And the killer has placed the knife into her hand to make it seem like she's the one that killed Stefano and Grace. But Carlo, quick thinking Carlo, um, like wipes the, the, the handle clean and throws the knife away and then takes takes her with him. And then she's been drugged, so they're like at this park, and she's like, "Oh, Stefan," she's like, "Oh, Carlo, I love you." 
And he's like, this is the bullshit you're telling me now. Like we're about to get murdered, like get in your fucking car. Um, so what it turns out is that it was the sister of the abortion girl that was killing everyone because her sister died, um, having the abortion and it was Carlo that got the girl pregnant and then helped the doctor hide the body. So because the woman is dead and all the, you know, there's no other evidence like Carlo just kind of got away with like covering up the murder, but him and Magda are still together and happy. And yeah, I mean, like, so your protagonist is really kind of an antagonist and the catalyst for like all the death that's happened, but people just kind of let it go. Um, because there's no evidence. Yeah. Cause you know, cause he's kind of handsome and (laughs) you know, just sort of, um, he's kind of a friendly guy and Magda, you know, Edvige Finetch is pretty attractive. So I guess. So there's like no, so this isn't like a, like a standard giallo in the sense that like the killer has some sort of fucked up, like sexual trauma or anything like that. It's more of a revenge. Yeah. She's just mad because her sister got killed. Right. Um, she's really like the kind of the protagonist to some degree. Uh, yeah. Yeah, except Carlo kills her by pushing her down a flight of stairs. Oh, and then kind of broke her neck, and then kind of swell. I don't know because I guess they couldn't afford like actual um like stunt people. So I think it's I think it's the actress that took the bump, (laughs) and she kind of like braces her helmet against the side of the. There's like walls on the stairway, Mm -hmm. and she kind of braces her helmet against it, and then does like slow rolls like down each stair, like uh huh and just right. like like slowly rolls down um and then is dead you know bleeding it's... from the mouth because that's how you do right when you've been pushed down a flight of stairs um mm. so yeah so strip nude for your killer that's it um it was so the problem is that like there is a naked body on screen i would say 60% of this movie and they're all very attractive voluptuous like mid 70s Italian female Italian actresses which means that they're like it's like Sophia Loren just like naked all the time mm-hmm. and it is so goddamn boring like it it takes so long for anything to happen the kills make no sense like I swear like I I didn't know exactly who it was, but I was like, you know what it is. It's like they show this abortion right away. It's somebody that was like related to the woman that got the abortion because she died and she's killing all these assholes because they're a bunch of hedonists and they cause. And I knew it was Carlo that got her pregnant because Carlo's the one like they say like 70 times like, oh, Carlo's always getting with the new models when they come in. Mm, Carlo, you know, Mario wants to fuck Carlo. Gisela is jealous of Carlo like everybody like Carlo 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 so you know that he's like the one that like got her pregnant right it's not even a surprise it's um yeah it's a shame because it's really interesting to see a movie where there isn't like that fucked up you know like psychosexual trauma that they're always trying to pin like murderers you know sure and it's actually kind of interesting, like, even though you know that Carlo's, like, not a great dude, that, like, he's, you know, he's given up this lifestyle of, um, you know, pr- promiscuity 
because he's genuinely like fallen for this. Yeah, I suppose there's a sense of tragedy almost a little bit to it, like um like in a not very empathetic way. <laughs> um that like Carlo has like given up this life and as soon as he gives up the life, this is when all this shit comes back to haunt him, kind of. I mean, yeah, but you know what the thing is, is that there is no tragedy because there's no comeuppance. No, right. Like right. he literally gets a bump on his forehead and that's it. Everything right. else is fine. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if my chagrin was super high for this, but my interest was really low. So I'm going to give it like a six Okay. on the chagrin scale. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend watching it. I don't think you'd be angry if you watched it. Like, I wasn't angry. I was just bored more mm -hmm. than anything. So that's about it. Okay. Then I watched another movie mm. yesterday that I've been wanting to watch for a little bit. And there, there's a little bit of sexcapades going on here, too. Okay. Um, random, it's called Random Sexcapades. All right. Yeah. Un unexpected and unattractive sexcapades. <laughs> um, it's called Ennis Mean. That's E N Y S M E N. So I always thought it was a an Eastman, and I had no idea what it, that was referring to. But any Ennis mean is like Welsh, and it means like deserted island, basically, or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about this fucking woman who's living on this island by herself, and she's a volunteer. Uh, botanist maybe naturist i don't know if that's something but you know what i mean naturalist and her whole gig is that she is observing these flowers and the growth of these flowers and also she's haunted kind of by a bunch of nuns jumping up and down a young woman that you don't really know until the end. You either think it's her daughter or it's a younger version of her who's got a scar on her stomach who keeps like standing on top of a house. Oh God. Do you, do you, do you know what my chagrin is right now? Like I can imagine exactly what this fucking movie is. Like it's worse than you imagine. Like when I tell you that it's, it got really good reviews too. So it was a COVID movie. They didn't have much money mm -hmm. and they had a lot of like restrictions because of COVID, like how they could film, which is why there's not that many people in the movie. Right. Um, and they filmed it like 70s style, like it's filmed on film stock. So it looks gorgeous sometimes. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens in this movie ever. Right. And at one point, I think like 45 minutes in. I looked over at Frank, my son, when I were watching it together, and I said, do you think anything's ever going to fucking happen here? Like, what? And he just laughed, and we both kind of laughed, and then we both just kept watching nothing happen in this movie. It's a lot of scenes of her walking from one place to another repeatedly. Mm -hmm. um, she drops a stone down into this mine shaft like 75 times in the movie, um, and it's like the same shot taken from slightly differing angles, like a millimeter off or whatever so you have some vague disconnect in watching it because it's like slightly different but it doesn't matter um there's a guy who delivers her supplies and they have sex at one point and then there's maybe the most hilarious scene ever where after they have sex 
um she's like maybe you shouldn't leave and he's like you know i have to leave and then he gets up to leave and she like looks at the camera and like opens her mouth like she's screaming and then it cuts to him and he opens his mouth like he's screaming oh, Jesus Christ. and then they're both screaming and then there's a cut i'm screaming right now yeah, like yeah, you have no idea and then they're pulling his body from the water because he's dead right so here's what i think is happening in this movie i think that she was date was having a relationship with a guy and he got her pregnant and then he died and then she tried to abort the baby with scar but right yeah. the but it was like botched or something or yeah. she had a miscarriage and had to have like some kind of botched seeds or she tried to kill herself right. to get rid of the baby and Rip that the caused baby her to out have a or yeah um by like jumping off of a building or something but there's also like a whole bunch of like dead miners that like work in this mine because apparently there's a mine on this island because that <laughs> okay miners with sense. an e okay yes okay oh yeah not with an o right um right that'd be that'd be perverse we wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> um and i think maybe there's the implication that she got raped by a bunch of miners mm. but they don't really like tell you anything and they kind of just let it go um and then there's also lichen that grows on the island but the lichen also grows out of her stomach and there's this monument that was erected on the island to memorialize all these um uh sailors that died in this like terrible accident at some point um and i think that the lichen is that grows on the monument and grows on her stomach scar is meant to illustrate that she can't let go of the past because all she does is memorialize the dead which is her ex-lover and her child, I believe. Um, I don't know, man. It, like, like that. The, my chagrin for this movie was a ten, <laughs> and also like a negative. I don't know, like, like Kelvin level of you know, <laughs> like it's, my, neg- yeah. it's 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 zero, but zero is like negative a thousand. I think that th- that might be the most chagrin I've ever had listening to a movie because I can just imagine the type of shit that's in that movie. Yeah, it is. It is ponderous and mm-hmm. pretentious and absolutely not worth your time. Um, it's streaming on Hulu because, uh, of course, it is because Hulu has like every pretentious B level like yeah. horror movie this this year. Yeah. Um, Cobweb is also streaming on Hulu. Definitely avoid watching that. That's got no sex in it at all, but it's terrible. I told you about that the other night. Yes, you did tell me about yeah. that. Um, I anyway, I was quickly to follow up on the Hulu shit. I watched No One Will Save You last night. Oh yeah, um, which is the alien like stalking like the young woman. Uh huh. Um and. I thought it was dreadfully boring um, because mm. it was just the same, basically, except for like one in- instance where they're uh, on a bus. It was like the same exact scenes over and over again. Mm. Sounds, like, sounds good. Just in a house with like shit lighting up and her being kind of stalked, but maybe she's not. It's it's really. I watched it and like there was 30 minutes left and. 
it was like I had no idea how there was 30 minutes left in this movie. I felt like I had literally been watching it for two hours. Um, it was, it's. Just, I guess it's bad. I, I think it's bad. Um, I think there's like some good stuff about it occasionally, like, um, but it's just the good stuff is just kind of like repeated to the point where it's not good anymore. Um, so yeah, here was not, here not was a recommendation the one, there either. Here's the one good thing about Anise Mean. Hmm. It has a really, really oddly great soundtrack to it mm -hmm. because it's all like welsh sea shanties mm -hmm. that are sung in welsh and like listening to like that kind of stuff that's vaguely english but sung in like a different language is um hypnotic at times mm. um and i actually thought they were like there were some pretty um pretty cool songs in the movie okay. so there's a positive yeah um so yeah, this so. is what this is what sexcapades has wrought. <laughs> Bad Hulu movies. Uh, uh, well, no, I watched um, Strip Nude for Your Killer on a. Uh... No, right, right, right. And the funny yeah. thing is, there was like, there was a few movies that I was was vacillating, like between. Um, let me see what my list was. Hold on. So here is here's your sexcapade like potential options. There was the Sisters of Ursula, which is a um, also a Giallo from '78, um, which is pretty similar. You know, it's about this killer murdering these promiscuous women at a resort. Um, there was a Swedish movie called Kiss Me, which is um, two lesbians, two two stepsisters who realize they're lesbian in love with each other. Okay um that's how I, that's how you word that yes i figured yeah i figured that that would be like really boring <laughs> yeah there's a movie called my sex my sex doll with each other uh right. yeah it's like they're in lesbians um here's the description of that movie if he wants to avoid a 50 million dollar debt an adult virgin afraid of women will be forced to have sex with a robot that has the ability to become human yeah <laughs> And I read that description and I went, oh, but I still put it on my watch list. <laughs> um, there's a 2010 coming of age comedy called MILF, hmm. um, which is a group of nerdy college guys who can't seem to connect with girls their own age, discover the excitement of hooking up with sexy older women. Okay. And then there is a Roman Polanski movie that I've never seen called What? Um, during her vacation in Italy, a young and beautiful American tourist finds herself as a guest in a coastal via villa inhabited by a bunch of odd people. And I <laughs> thought maybe there might be some sex in that because it's like early 70s Polanski. Right. And he has sort of like lost his shit. Anyway. <laughs> yes. And, it's and like, then once she's in a villa, like, you know, I mean, yeah. The final option, which I actually started. Oh, no, there was a bunch more than that. I forgot. I put all this all these Godzilla movies on my watch list, so there's a bunch of sex movies and a whole bunch of Godzilla, and then it goes back to sex movies. There's a movie from 73 called Psyched by the 4D Witch. <laughs> um, the ghost of a condemned witch from 17th century Salem guides a virginal college student through a dimensional magical sexcapades. Oh. Um, and actually has sexcapades in the title, and I turned this movie on and wanted okay. to kill myself in like three minutes. <laughs> And so I stopped watching that movie. <laughs> like I, I said, what's the, what's the what's the three minutes? Do you do you remember like what what? what by the 4D witch, 
sacked by the 40 weird. And that's what happens? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like really <laughs> underexposed camera shots shot at night of just like terrible darkness and this song. <laughs> um, there's a Korean movie called Door to the Night, which is about an old man falling in love, falling in lust with his caregiver. Um, mm. Angel is dead. Fresh out of the military, a young man meets a mysterious woman on a boat. After spending the night together, her passion soon grows to obsession. That's also Korean. I didn't feel like watching No Naked Koreans. And then finally, Borders of Love, which is a Czech movie. After years together, Peter, Peter spelled P-E-T-R, which is the dumbest way to spell Peter, and Hana share their unspoken erotic fantasies, but limits get pushed when they start experimenting with other partners. I feel like this movie will probably have no nudity in it whatsoever and be super boring and just mm. like longingly staring out a window. So, so you got the two that you got and I'm done with sexcapades and I feel like I've somehow like conquered mm. something, but who knows? What. I think, I think you did. Um, your description of a niece main though, like, uh, made me realize, uh, unfortunately that I had one of those dreams where shit was growing out of my body. Like, vegetation was growing out of my body yeah, last yeah. night as soon as you started talking about it, i was like fuck i'd have one of those dreams again this was out of my thigh for some reason i don't know why maybe my interpretation of anise mean like should tell you something about yourself maybe maybe you need to just give up the past buddy <laughs> maybe oh that winnie the pooh movie is on peacock People will not. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, yeah, I can't watch that. I heard it was super awful, so I'm probably going to end up watching it. <laughs> Whenever somebody tells me how bad a movie is, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, watch this. Right. It's And they're usually right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like one of those fiends that like tracks down like the shit that's like dropping other people. Yeah. It's true. All right, let's see what you get. Fucking 70s, like, horror dramas or whatever. Get for this uh, plane ride. So as we are transitioning into figuring out what Frank's going to get next week and then transition into one of our, like, kind of, like, last food chats, like, I guess, yeah. like, for the, you know, coming up. Frank will be away. Um uh, starting after this episode, but we do have a uh, some episodes lined up for you. We have a quick cage um, that'll be released um, while he's gone and another hodgepodge Halloween episode. And we're going to try to do Frank one more um, spin chagrin while you're away, right? Yeah, yeah we can do one while yeah. I'm gone. Um, and then when we come back, uh, we'll kind of continue with our regular schedule of spin chagrins and... Um... <laughs> Standard episode. So let's see what you get. Guns, love, and islands. That's appropriate. Guns, love, and islands, isn't it? It is really. I know exactly what I want to watch too. Um. Oddly enough, that's also the uh. The inspiration for that title is the DLC that I'm playing for the 800 fucking time on Borderlands 3 right now. 
Um, <clears throat> oh, well, you could have given me guns, loves, and tentacles. I could have, but I changed it to islands because I figured like guns and I and love goes better with islands than tentacles. So, <clears throat> or it'll at least be easier to find those movies. <clears throat> um. All right. So to to pair with sexcapades, um, we, uh, uh, I guess this was the side last week, right? Now that I think about it, um. And we're doing the podcast, but uh, we're doing dips and spreads tonight um, for food chat. And I guess I do have one question I should have asked you beforehand, Frank. Like, uh, I mean, like typical, like, I guess, dips and stuff like that, like things like ketchup and mustard and all those kind of things count, right? Yeah, ketchup is a dip. Okay. I mean, it's a condiment, but. Yeah, you can dip things in but there you so. dip things in it, right? Dip fries mm-hmm. in it and shit yeah. like that. All right, so let's get some of like the standard ones out of the way that I think like we've probably like tangentially like talked about in some way at some point. Um, so ketchup, mustard, uh, mayo, and barbecue sauce. Um, I don't consider barbecue sauce the standard, but okay. You don't consider like people dip shit in barbecue sauce. I consider ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise to be standard condiments that are used in multiple ways. I think barbecue <laughs> sauce is like uh-huh. pretty specific condiment. I mean, I'm not spreading barbecue sauce on my, you know, ham sandwich, right? So I don't know. No, but people like dip things in barbecue sauce. Like we'll pour a little barbecue sauce out and dip things in it. Yeah, I guess. Or mop so. things up, maybe. Like, all right, fine, I'll give it to you. But then, if you're gonna put barbecue sauce with it's like yellow, yellow, blue, and red, and then mauve or something, I don't know. Like, (laughs) um, I just wanted to get them out of the way. Uh, we're gonna try to focus this more specifically on certain types of foods and the dips and spreads, yeah. yeah, Um, but I, I wanted to get like some some stuff out of the way, um. And some of these might end up actually being like kind of like their own, I suppose, food chat, honestly. Um, so I just wanted to get those out of the way and clarify that with you. All right. So let me ask you this before we get like into like specific types of foods that you want to discuss. So what is the role of sauces and dips in your life? Explain. I mean, it's pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Like I would say that I have most meals that are accompanied by a dip or a spread, unless it's like a very specifically prepared meal or like soup or something. Mm-hmm. And even then, soup I dip bread in my soup, so technically, soup becomes a dip. <laughs> right, you look at it the right way. Right. Do you think this is like the the Italian genes? taking hold in like the dipping and the spreading maybe i mean i think that like i think you can get a lot of value out of a good dip or spread you know no matter what the dipper spread is like sure. it's um it's a good way to like get like really complex tastes you know mm-hmm. into your mouth without having to like commit to like a whole meal kind of mm-hmm. Kinda. mm-hmm. Um, especially like certain restaurants that have like pretzel trays or whatever, like where you sure. have like multiple flavors of different dips and stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's the Italian. I think it's just 
I, I just think mean that the action, a... I, the, 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 the action oh. of the dipping feels very Italian to me. Yeah, I know, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just not American, I would say. Right. Most, um, a lot of foreign countries have, you know, things that they dip or spread as like a central part of their, um, you know, their food experience. So is your family's dippers and spreaders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom makes a lot of dips. Mm-hmm. Um, she almost always has either some kind of like hot dip that we eat with like toasted bread or crackers or some kind of like cold dip that's either eaten with chips or fruit or vegetables. Right. She's big on um, big dip. <laughs> big dip big, enthusiast. Yes. Um, what's the most versatile dip? That you think of that like pairs across the most wide range of like foods. A whipped cream cheese. Mm. Examples. Not like a hard block cream cheese that you would use for cooking, but sure. um Philadelphia makes a large variety of different um cream cheeses that are whipped so that they're easily spreadable. Mm-hmm. Um there's a honey pecan, there's a jalapeno, mm. there's like a roasted vegetable, um, strawberry. But there's also just regular Philadelphia ice cream or um, cream cheese that's whipped. And like you can put that on crackers, bread, celery, you know, carrots. Um, it pairs well with uh, like toast or mm-hmm. you can even dip like apples or something in it. Um, and with a little bit of extra added ingredients in your own, like, you know, whipping or blending, you can make it into. You can add like cinnamon and honey to it, or you can add, you know, some sesame seeds and some, hmm. um, like salt and pepper. Like you can make all kinds of different things with it. Um, you can also put other stuff on top of it, like, um, pickles or pimentos or olives or, um, fruit pieces or whatever. I mean, I don't know. You can do a whole lot of stuff with whipped cream cheese. So, so I mean, this touches on something I had, uh, for a little later but um is is that the dip or spread that you've experimented the most with then or is that like a different type of dip or mm. spread like because that's a lot of shit you just said like that you can like kind of experiment and put your own stuff in yeah i don't know i mean i really i wish you would have like asked me that before so i could have thought about it a little longer um Yeah, I mean, cream cheese in general, I guess, is the answer is probably yes, because you can make so many other dips just from cream cheese. Mm. Like, so for instance, one of my favorite dips to make is um some shredded cooked chicken. So usually I buy like the Tyson, like canned, like right. shredded chicken, mm-hmm. um, buffalo sauce, cream cheese. Um, a little bit of sour cream and some regular cheese and then the oven and you can make like a buffalo buffalo um chicken cheese dip that's really good with like crackers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um ground like seasoned ground beef, cream cheese, um, and then like raw vegetables and cheese, and then in the oven and you get um a good like taco dip. There's like a lot of things that if you cook the cream cheese with it, like it combines together well and is a very like easily dippable and spreadable and delicious, you know, like you can alter that flavor pretty quickly and pretty easily 
um, for very little investment and very little time and really just like a, you know, baking pan and an oven and the wherewithal to experiment, you know, you can make a lot out of it. Right. Um, so no, that's probably not a good thing to ask. Uh, let's, let's go outside of your home. Uh, any notable dips or spreads that you like come to your mind that you want to mention from like, like fast food joints or restaurants and stuff like that that you can think of? Um, one of our favorite restaurants, Steak and Main, Mm -hmm. makes a really good, um, dessert butter, I guess, like a banana's foster butter. Yes. Yep. That's pretty amazing when spread on like a, um, like a raisin bread or a, mm-hmm. um, like, like a light, like brioche or whatever. Um, Chili's has their queso dip, which I think is really good. That's just, um, taco meat and melted cheese together. Um, I actually really like queso dips in general from like most Mexican restaurants. Um, like La Tonalteca has a a white queso, a queso blanco. That's some um, really good with like crackers and um, tortilla chips. Um, salsa is probably my favorite, like go to dip. Um, I think a really good, like distinctly like vinegary and hot like salsa, um, is an amazing thing. Um, hummus is another really good dip. Like our former bar of choice, McGlynn's has a good hummus platter. They do. Um, which is like just a huge pile of hummus in the middle with, um, some tapenade, um, carrots, celery, pita chips, um, a few different kinds of hummus and then like, um, bell peppers with it and stuff. It's just, um, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, TGI Fridays actually used to have a beer cheese dip that came with um small like pretzel, soft pretzel rods. Yeah, I remember it was that. really yep. good. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know. What about fast food joints? Like yeah, anything well, I... that you like really like with fast food? I love Mission Barbecue's barbecue sauces. Um. Okay. And I consider them to be kind of like dips because you can like to your point dip your fries in them. Sure. Um, McDonald's actually has two new condiments like dipping okay. sauces. Um, that are both really good. They have a, it's like a spicy jam and something called mambo sauce or something, and they're both pretty tasty. What is the the spicy jam? This is for like what like the nuggets? Nuggets? Okay. Yeah. I mean, of course, I dip my fries in them, but <laughs> right, right. Um, right. they're made for the nuggets, I suppose. Right, as you do. Um, I always just like really like the honey, uh, dip always for the nuggets. Yeah, honey's is honey's fine. Like, <clears throat> I always chose like as much as I like barbecue sauce, but as like as much as I like, uh, I I always take the honey. But the honey is nuggets. um that pink slime goes real well with the honey. Honey's too too shallow for me. Hmm. Like you, you get the honey. And you've only got like a quarter of an inch as opposed to like three quarters of an inch to dip in. And it's just, um, 
Uh, it's just not enough, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I'm just getting a little bit, um, a little bit of honey in that thing, just a little bit. Just. I will tell you the worst place for dipping sauces is okay. Burger King. Mm. Um, Burger King is 100 like the absolute worst dips. Um, their barbecue sauce is gross. Their sweet and sour sauce is abysmal. Um, then they have like a buffalo sauce, which is literally just like buffalo sauce. Okay. Um, they have the onion rings dip, um, which is like uh horseradish mayonnaise. Yeah, um, I do which remember is that. really mm-hmm. weird to dip anything else in. Sure. Um, so not not a fan of Burger King, and it's it's a shame because I actually kind of like um Burger King's chicken straws or whatever you call them. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't like anything that they have to dip in them. Mm. They actually have some ghost pepper chicken straws um, that are new that are pretty good. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Want to use more questions? Um, we're we're going to get into into it now. Um, all right, we're going to start with potato chips. All right. Um. So, out of all the different things for potato chips, and I'm just talking about potato chips now. Like, we're not getting into, like, other things, like, whatever, like nachos or anything. Like, um, what is what is the go-to dip that's, like, number one, like, by far? And then uh, what else do you use, like, with potato chips? Um, hmm. I like a good... Um, so first of all, I don't, we've already gone over the fact that I don't need a whole lot of potato chips in general, but, um, I like the, like, I don't know what you would call them, like ranch based dips. Mm -hmm. So like a good, like, um, French onion dip or, um, I guess cream, sour cream based dips maybe is what they're like made out of. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's a there's a French onion dip, and then there's like a sour cream and onion dip. There are two different things, like um, like in the stores and stuff like that. And and those are the top two, like most popular, like for potato chips. Um, can you guess any more? Or have you used any more like than that for just regular potato chips? Uh like what other people like? I mean, there's like a good horseradish dip. Hmm. Um, that halu hell of a good mix. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I am a fan of. I actually like. I can't remember who makes it. It might be um. South of the border, or or on the border, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That company is. It's a um, cheese dip. Okay. But it's not necessarily um, like a Mexican cheese dip. It's like just a very mild. I don't know. It's good. It's hard to explain. But um, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a cheese dip on the list. It's the Tostitos um, cheese dip that people use. Number six. Most popular for potato chips. 
some of these like really throw me off for using with potato chips, but um just this is just potato chips now. Like people use like dip potato chips in guacamole. Which I would never I think uh, use a potato chip for that. <clears throat> I would think more of a tortilla chip. Right. Agreed. Um um hummus is on the list and it's like i would never think to dip a potato chip in hummus necessarily yeah that's not that would not be my go-to yeah but i mean it's not bad either like right sure it's 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 a it's a device right to gather those things yes yeah i think that's fine i mean sure like you have a vessel um and and you can gather those things uh, what other types of chip-related, not potatoes necessarily, but chip-related stuff, like, do you pair with other dips? I like pretzels in dips. Okay. Um, if we're going to move on to less, like, dips, but more spreads, okay. um, port wine cheese is one of my favorite spreads, mm. and I like that on crackers or pretzels. Um I really like pretzels in like a cheese sauce or um like a thicker cream sauce. Mm-hmm. Um pretzels pretzel sticks too, like the little pretzel sticks are really good for that. Right. Um I like pita chips a lot. I know that that kind of is still a chip, but it's a little different. Sure. Um What do you use with pita chips? I like hummus, hummus. and pita chips, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's okay. So here's what hummus you buy. Sabra is Sabra. usually my go to hummus. Okay. I like Sabra's um roasted red pepper and their garlic. Try market and fresh pepper. That's Walmart's brand, right? It is. Yeah, I'm I'm not a poor sir. I don't buy market fresh anything. That was half a joke. I don't, I don't trust Walmart brand anything. I don't buy great mm-hmm. value. I don't buy market fresh. None of that shit. Mm-hmm. You can tell me it tastes good, but I don't believe you. I'd rather spend the extra dollar and buy my Sabra. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I think Sabra, like, comparatively, it feels like a, like after, like, having both, for like, back and forth for so long, because I eat a lot of hummus, like, uh, tastes a little fake. I'm going to be honest. Like, it doesn't, like, it tastes like, I don't know. Like I, I prefer the market fresh anymore. Honestly, I don't, um, I don't, I don't trust your taste. So, right. I mean, right. there's things I would buy other than Sabra. You know, mm-hmm. I don't go to the grocery store much either. Right. So I'm not like there, like sorting through the different varieties. Sure. And I don't buy hummus a lot. I buy hummus like maybe like two or three times a year mm-hmm. when I. Because nobody else, like, I'm by myself a lot of times, and Frankie's, mm-hmm. I don't know if Frankie likes hummus or not, honestly. Mm. I guess he's okay with some hummus. I don't know. Um, I also think it's pretty easy to make hummus. So, or at least, like, it's not hard to make hummus. Um... I just would prefer a lot of times to just make it myself. Mm. Guacamole, how you feel about guacamole? It's good. Again, I think it's something that it's um so easy to make that you may as well just make it yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think people overcomplicate uh, guacamole too much. Um, so I'm not always a fan of um, like I like just homemade guacamole and occasionally like restaurant guacamole. Mm-hmm. I I don't eat guacamole often. I tend to like get it like yeah at a restaurant and stuff like that. Um rather than buy it. I feel like every time I buy it, it like the top of it turns and when I see the top of it turn, I know you can like scrape it, but it yeah. makes me sick to see the top of it turn, so I'll never eat it again after that first time. Like, I mean, you really should just make guacamole like to or- to your taste, like how much you're going to eat, I think. Yeah. That that would make sense. Cuz um, you should be able to eat one avocado, you know? So mm-hmm. if all you're doing is like I mean, to me, good guacamole is like a little bit of garlic, the guacam- the avocado, some lime juice, and then salt and pepper. Like, I don't think there's really anything else you need to put in guacamole. So, you know, you mash all that stuff together, you should be able to eat like all of that in like one sitting pretty easily. Right. And if you're making more than that, and you're only making it for yourself, then I think you're just kind of wasting. Mm. What type of salsa is you getting? Uh... You got the go-to's? Honestly, I don't know. I usually just pick whatever looks good. Okay. You like a um, chunky? Like or you like a like Yeah, a no, it needs to be it needs to be chunky. I need to have something. Yeah, that's okay. I want to have um some weight on my tortilla. Um I'm actually kind of like for as bougie as I am about a lot of things, I'm really not when it comes to salsa. You're getting so you're getting that her salsa? I get like Ortega or, you know, um uh I don't know. Like not like Chi Chi's used to make a good salsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chi Chi's was good. It didn't it, it wasn't really... it wasn't well you get the chunky version, but like the Chi Chi's non chunky was, was was really good. Yeah, I don't buy her salsa, but I think that just Her yeah. salsa, I don't know why. I think her salsa is gross. Like yeah, I've tried I tried it. It doesn't sound appealing. I don't know. Trust the Hers family with my salsa, but um, you know what I really enjoy is Ortega taco sauce. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just kind of vinegary and a little bit spicy, and I don't know. I mean, it's, it's good enough for me. So, I um, and here's the other thing too. Like my dad will buy like these exotic salsas that he finds. Yeah, and a lot of times they're just too much for me. Like I'm really more of like it needs to be diced tomato, onion, you know, too much how though. Like I mean, vinegar, chili, and like some cilantro and salt and pepper. And like okay. that's a good salsa. Like I don't sure. need corn or beans or oh, right, yeah. mango habanero. I mean, that stuff can be good right. sometimes, but I really Yeah. Like I had a pe I can't remember who made it, but it's like I had like a peach. Yeah salsa one time and i was sure. like oh that's good it's just like a little hint little this little hint of peach and there was i don't i don't know if milburn, milburn or orchards makes a good peach yeah yeah like, or at yeah, least like, i've okay, got that's a good. good peach the my favorite salsa that i ever had i found them at martin's um randomly like five years ago and every time i go to martin's i would get it and since covid and i've been back to martin's they don't have it but it's a sriracha salsa um oh well yeah that makes sense and it is amazing 
and it's literally like the entire jar of like a standard side of the salsa is like something like a hundred and like fifty calories, and it was like I could eat with like full immunity. Um, this salsa because it's like basically I'm just taking in like like the chips. Um, at that point, <clears throat> um, it's like my sugar. It's like my sugar for the day. Um, that shit was amazing, and I can't find it, and. I refused to see you're all like somebody said that to me the other week. It's like, why don't you just look online and see if it's like there? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. I have such a hard time ordering like food online. Like, and I don't mean DoorDash or whatever. Not what's the other one? What how, Instacart you, is what I Instacart. Use. Um, I just mean like from like Amazon or something. Like, I have such a hard time. It feels unnatural to me still, but that's nobody, a really good salsa. Nobody around here has sriracha salsa. Mm-hmm. So sriracha is um, very difficult to get. That's probably the reason. Mm-hmm. Like they um, were hit really hard by COVID. So yeah, other people have tried to make chili um, sauces like in squirt bottles. Right. Um, but nothing's as good as like the original sriracha. But it's very difficult to come upon. Like, if you ever see sriracha, you should just buy it. Okay. Because it stays good forever. And Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's I very, it's very difficult to... Yeah. Like regular sriracha? Yeah. Difficult to find in the... Maybe it's becoming easier to find in the stores, but it was, like, super impossible to find for a while. Let's see if anybody has just regular sriracha. Um, You have any yeah, other... Like food, oh. food Lion has Sky Valley sriracha. Right. Um Hellman's creamy sriracha. Like that's just not real. Sky Valley. Here, here's one last thing I want to bring up about chips. Potato chips, number three, just ranch you dip. Just people just dip in potato chips and ranch. Like, yeah. I know it feels a lot of obscene do that. to me. I mean, you know how I feel about ranch anyway. Yeah. So. Right. Not a fan of anything in ranch. The manufacturer right. of that is Hidden Valley. Do you know who owns Hidden Valley? The Bluth Company. <laughs> That's Sudden Valley. No. Um, Clorox. Mm. How gross is that? Yeah. Think about that. Branching out. <laughs> I mean, it's gross in two completely different ways. The idea that Clorox is making food items is gross and it's also gross that yes it's like you know let's expand the portfolio here um <clears throat> wonder what the synergy is there like the how they stack shit um <clears throat> you make of the food you gotta clean to the plate right yes <laughs> what is that uh what's that business term synergy Vert- nah. vertical vertical yes, integration ver- vertical integration that's it yeah there we go vertical integration yeah <laughs> There. Vertical integration is important. Mm. Yeah. And if you say it with a slightly racist Italian accent, it makes it even better. <laughs> they should hire me. You can get away with it, though. It's fine. Hey, you Italian. make it the food. You got to clean it the plate. <laughs> um, Buy mm. my bleach. Uh, all right. So any more chip-based Dip. I can't think. I'm. I again. I don't eat chips enough to really have yeah. like or to like chip related, like a tortilla chips or like you know anything like. Oh, um. I mean, 
Any other things you want to bring up? I like to mix. I like Pito to make dips, like you want to talk about. I like to make a cheese sauce. I like the uh, you know, um, milk or like heavy cream until it starts to thicken, and then you add like your shredded cheese and cook it. And then I like to like mix that with um, um, salsa and a little bit of cream cheese and make like a thick like salsa queso dip. Um, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. I don't know. I mean, I like I I really like to like dip tortilla chips in whatever chili. I think is a good dipping medium. Like I like that with like nachos. You know. Like, I'll make, like, a bowl of canned chili and, like, make a plate of nachos and just dip my nachos in the chili. Okay. Um, yeah. um, chat was working overtime on these lists. Let's move on. I, I, I know, like, the, the number one thing for you, so I'm going to avoid it and, and wait until the end. What about... um? like veggies like vegetables uh what what are you using for those <clears throat> primarily like what am i dipping pair yeah pair the vegetable with the pair of vegetables with a sauce hold on i gotta go pee so okay can you pause this for a second and i'll give you and we're back from the piss break uh and frank is going to explain to us uh what is the best veggies to pair with the best dips um so I'm a big fan of celery mm-hmm. and carrots in a dip. Um, but I also like more, I don't know, maybe non-traditional dipping vegetables like um, like radishes, I think. Like if you have the the radish florets and you dip them in like a ranch um, based or like a cream based dip mm-hmm. is really good. Um uh, oh, bell peppers are amazing to dip and stuff. Okay. Um, I like a nice, like, firm cherry tomato in a dip is good. Um, my mom makes, like, a, I don't know, like, a fresh, like, garden vegetable dip. It's got, I don't know what's in it. It's probably, like, sour cream and ranch, like, powder or something. But, right. Um, it's also got some other things in it, but it's yeah, good with like tomatoes, bell peppers. Again, I think are amazing in a dip. Cauliflower is really good. Mm-hmm. A very good like dip, um, conveyance device. If you can sandy raw cauliflower, raw broccoli, I like both of them as like dipping vegetables. So maybe I misunderstood. What are you using? Like carrots and celery, you're like the main things. Like what are you using for those? Is it like a ranch based? Like yeah, the same thing. Based? Yeah, yeah okay. sure. Anything Any kind different of like, that you do? Hmm. I dip celery and salsa um as like a snack pretty frequently. Okay. Like I'll buy like a tub of like pre-cut celery, you know, like celery spears and water and a thing of salsa and I'll just like eat the salsa okay. with the celery. I never heard of that. All right. Oh no, it's amazing cuz the celery scoops the salsa really well. Mhm. And because celery is like a very mild taste um right. The salsa is like the the main, you know, thing that you taste in your mouth, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, a caloric, so it's actually like you burn calories by eating salsa and celery. So to your point about your sriracha salsa, like you legitimately could like not ever have any calories just by eating salsa and hmm. 
Gotcha. Okay. Um. Anything else with that? Which uh, vegetables here? I'm looking through my notes here, hmm. or chats notes. Which, so. I mean, I like I like cheese dips with veggies sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, especially milder veggies like um. Uh, again, like I like cauliflower with like cheese dip. Mm-hmm. Um, what about blue cheese? Like, so blue cheese is coming up on all these veggie lists here. Um, how do you feel about blue cheese? Uh, I like blue cheese with wings. You know, it's like a dipping thing for wings. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much the vegetables. Yeah, like like blue cheese dressing is what you're talking about. Yeah, because really? like a, yeah, a lot of people use uh with celery blue cheese. Like, yeah. But also, I think that's with wings, more or less. Like that's just to sure, like cool your mouth sure. down when you're yeah, eating something hot. Right. Um, um, I actually really like um, uh, fried vegetables with like a tomato dip, like a piece of miso or whatever, where you <laughs> get like a tomato based, not quite a marinara, but like a roasted like tomato dip. I think is really good mm-hmm. with vegetables. I mean, I think you can like basically use a vegetable in any kind of like dipping situation and. There's a vegetable that works. Sure. Uh, other things that are coming up here: baba ganoush and um, uh, pesto dips. Like, oh, I do love pesto, but I don't like pesto as a dip. I like pesto on pasta, and I mm-hmm. like pesto on sandwiches. Right. Um, oh, what do you like, do with sandwiches? Um, capicola. Um, mm-hmm. you know, provolone. Okay. Uh, Salami and then uh, mayonnaise on one piece of bread and pesto on the other. Okay, it's pretty good. It's a it's a delicious sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we're not going to be able to get to this with the stuff come up, and I don't think. How do you feel about aiolis and like how do you make your aioli and um what are different variations of aiolis that you like? Uh not gonna lie i'm not a big fan of aioli mm-hmm. um i would just rather have mayonnaise you know really know. yeah huh i think aiolis are um pretentious kind of like just have mayonnaise with something else i don't know like people are all big on like oh see this can... is this is this is a big difference between you and brandy then because like brandy can't eat mayo but if i make an aioli she can eat it how do you make an aioli? Tell me. Me? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I put in garlic powder um into it. I just like take like a little bit of mayo and just um mixing garlic powder. And um I usually use um make make like a mango chutney um like thing for um that goes with um onion rings. I mean, I like mango chutney. I'm down. Yeah, but that's not um, aioli. I mean, if you're just putting garlic powder and mayonnaise, you're not making aioli anyway. You're just seasoned mayonnaise. Yes, I guess that's what I'm doing. This is like, like probably like seasoning it more for. I mean, aioli is very specifically um what egg whites and yes, I don't whisk, go to the, whisk yeah. with vinegar and yes. you know yeah. Like fresh garlic and some kind of herbs or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think maybe it's the egg or something because I can. 
I'm I'm not like allergic to egg, but I can have bad reactions to egg, especially undercooked egg. So maybe that's the reason why I'm not a big fan of aiolis. Mm. And again, I just like the creaminess of mayonnaise. Like I think the mayonnaise is a really good. I love mayonnaise. I you don't have to explain things to me. I don't want to dip anything in mayonnaise necessarily, but I love to like spread it on bread and something salty like like McDonald's fries is fucking fantastic to put in mayo. No, I've never tried that. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, anything really salty like is is good for mayo is good for dipping. Um. <laughs> All right, let's move on to breads then. Like specifically, you wanted to talk about things like pita, non stuff like uh-huh. that. What do you, what do you want to talk about there? What do you, what do you use? Um, with like soft pita, I prefer hummus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I don't know if it's necessarily a dip or a spread. I just like to use non and pita as like scoops to like lift like loose food into my mouth. Right. Like not to sound like a monster, but um, I right. think that that's I think that's pretty delicious. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think you'd only be a monster if like you palm the non and just like reached into whatever food you're talking about and just like grabbed it all up and then like fucking shoveled it into your mouth. Like, I, mean, I mean, if nobody, I was think you're watching... being more like tactful, maybe where it's like you're taking a piece of non and like grabbing. Some oh stuff yeah, and... yeah, yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> when I have when I order like korma or you know um talk about a dip yeah Yeah. or uh like tikka masala or whatever like Mm -hmm. i'll take the naan and portion it and use it as like a spoon almost to like scoop and sure Mm. or they'll take a water break um gotta load up with more water Mm. um i think naan is also a really good like I like to make pizza with naan. Yeah. You know, like just a couple pieces of like the store bought like stone naan or whatever mm-hmm. they call it. Um with like homemade pizza sauce and like some soft cheese on top and mm-hmm. you know. Right. What um So there a couple of things that are listed here that people do with that I I, I so here's a list. I'll give it to you. So hummus number 1. Mm. Right? Bala ganoush is next. Garlic aioli after that. A pesto dip is after that. I actually don't know how to pronounce this word, but I maybe I got it. Is olive tapen tapenade? Oh, t- tapenade. Tapenade? Yeah. Um, what is that? Uh it's kind of like pesto, but with olives instead of um basil and okay. pine nuts and stuff. Um That's gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's like finely finely chopped olives and olive and oil and garlic maybe i don't know mm. it's good what we haven't talked about this salsas after that i can't imagine like salsa with the naan or the pita like I, I that just i don't know it doesn't appeal um uh let's see here uh, and then next is a uh, spinach. We haven't talked about a spinach and artichoke dip. Oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I think that um. All right, I'm just gonna come out and say this. Huh. I think Americans have really bad taste in everything. Okay. So like, to me, spinach and artichoke dip is like super bland. And I love artichokes, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that it's like 
I don't know. It's just not not a hundred percent for me. It's not what I would choose to to purchase. And not that it tastes bad or anything, but like, give me like a crab dip, you know, or like, I don't know. I can't explain why I'm not like a huge fan of it, but it's just not, I don't know. It's not for me. I know why I'm not a huge fan of it, but I mean, because I don't like either of those things. But I I love artichokes. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of spinach unless it's like prepared certain ways. What about a balsamic glaze on those types of breads? Yeah, that's fine. But I don't necessarily like. I think of like a flatbread more for like a balsamic glaze. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe see, I like balsamic glazes more on not necessarily a bread, but on like tomato or. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't necess- I don't really sure. want it like directly on the bread. Right. Like you get like burrata or whatever cheese and you get a balsamic glaze on top of it and that's pretty delicious or I don't know um like roasted tomatoes and brie mm-hmm. or something with like a balsamic drizzle on top. Um that's pretty delicious. What about pim- pimento cheese spread on naan or pita? I'm not a fan of pimento cheese spread in general. I think it's like a little too overpowering. Hmm. I've had it a couple times where it's good. They actually, Chick-fil-A has a pimento cheese spread um, sandwich now that my dad says is disgusting. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Pimento cheese is okay sometimes, but every time, like, like you can't buy that shit in the store because it's disgusting. Like, you have to get, like, somebody that knows how to make it. Sure. And get it like fresh made. Um, nineteen and twenty on the list are, are like I understand why they're nineteen and twenty. Like most popular like spreads and stuff like or dipping things for for like non and pita, peanut butter and chocolate hazelnut spread. Oh, I actually think chocolate hazelnut spread is a really good answer. Yeah, like Nutella. Yeah, that's uh-huh. good. Peanut butter is fine too. Um. It would have to be like an unseasoned naan or pita. Like you don't want like garlic naan or something. Like yeah, that. like you and I talk about like the everything pitas and whatever, right, which is sure. good for certain things. Uh-huh. Um, but like just a plain, yeah, like unseasoned hmm. naan. I don't know about peanut butter on naan, but the Nutella on naan would be fine. I just like butter on naan mostly. I like buttered naan or like mm-hmm. garlic naan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um see here anything else with breads some people put uh let's see spreads like s- strawberry jam as well is... oh yeah that's fine huh. on non? Like, uh yeah as long, again as long as it's not like a season non okay but, but i prefer just toast you know like give me like a good piece of bread that's like toasted where it's like slightly crusty and can like you know like grab whatever you're dipping it in but isn't like crumbly and that's right. like the perfect thing. Like that's that that'll take everything. Like just a piece of toasted like white bread, generally. Okay. Um, any other bread dips or spreads you want to talk about? What about peanut butter on like a little like piece on a piece of toast? Yeah, like, that's good. Toast. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest peanut butter fan in the world, but I like peanut butter well enough. Yeah. I mean, I would rather have the jam or the jelly, right? Personally. Um, I don't know what I like peanut butter on. I like peanut butter with things. Like I like toast with peanut butter and honey. 
or mm-hmm. toast with like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Or I like peanut butter on celery. Um, I don't know, but like, I find peanut butter to be kind of overwhelming of any other taste. Like, I think the peanut butter sort of takes over anything that you pair it with. Um, and I'm not a big fan of things that do that. Like, I like to have every flavor kind of, you know, sort of marry each other in a way. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, anything else with bread? Where we get to like the main. I don't know. No, let's I can't move. think of anything. If you have let's questions. Move. Nah, let's move on to crackers then. Um, what's the number one forever for you? Like always go to and then give me the other like pairings that you have like for spreads on crackers. Of the type of cracker, like your top, like after the go-to, what's the top type of cracker and the spreads you use or the dips or whatever it is like that you use with them? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, oof. Haven't we already done cracker chat? We've done cracker chat, but we haven't done addition to the cracker. <clears throat> um. Favorite kind of cracker. Uh, cracker with pairing. Yeah. I love a um flips, like those ones that are like a pretzel on one side and a cracker on another. Yes. With um a port wine cheese spread. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. All right, and we've we talked about the port wine like earlier because you were really impressed with brandy, like using port wine for crackers all the time so the yeah it's it's okay. super good yeah um all right you want me to give you crackers and you tell me what you pair with them yeah that's good okay just a regular saltine what would you put on it? um cream cheese and a little bit of hot pepper relish mm. you know what i used to do growing up my grandmother did for me and i like continued for many years just mm. saltines with a little, little bit of peanut butter and a little bit of jelly. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Um, saltines and peanut butter would be good because saltines are, I mean, obviously salty. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Triscuit? Any spreads or dips there? Or are you using cheese? Um, I mean, port wine would be good on a Triscuit, too. Mm-hmm. Um... I would enjoy, yeah, like sliced cheese, maybe a piece of pepperoni or something that would be good on a Triscuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Ritz specifically? Um, hmm. I actually like Ritz with peanut butter, and I like Ritz with um, uh, just chunk cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, anything with wheat thins. I like wheat thins with, with with like cheese spread as well. Okay. Um, I'm really just a big fan of like cheese spread with most crackers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be port wine because there's other kinds. There's like beer cheese and sure, like sharp cheddar, but like the soft like cheese spreads. 
but you like your crackers. That's like that's why, and it's like so. Mm-hmm. But is it usually those pretty standard things for you? Like, I mean, I like to put things on crackers and eat them. Right, but is it mostly cheese and not the spreads and the dips so much? No, I mean it's a balance, okay. and I I do like like I like really like those whipped um um cream cheeses mm-hmm. on a on um crackers too. So what would you pair like a maybe you don't like these crackers I don't know but like a chicken and biscuit like it's like oh, I just like to eat them by themselves just by themselves yeah mm-hmm. um if I'm gonna eat that I will be with like a piece of like sharp cheddar okay um I'm trying to think how do you feel about those crackers that already have shit on them already have a spread like, like the things I used to eat all the time like. Like what? Give me an like Lance's, like you know, like cr- peanut butter crackers. Like they're fine. Like I mean, they're the an, they're an okay like, snack. Yeah, I like um Captain's wafers, like the grilled cheese Captain's wafers. That's mm, the grilled cheese is good. Maybe like my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, what about townhouse crackers? Like, I know you like the flips. Like, what about regular townhouse? Would you do the same thing? Like, would it be port wine? Yeah, that's good. Um, townhouse is actually really good with, um, just like a little bit of butter on them. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're also good paired with, uh, you know, like soft cheese, like maybe, uh, like white American or something. And then, I don't know. Some kind of like cured meat hmm. is good. Now, do you ever do club as opposed to Ritz? I've eaten them in the past, but I would never like. I wouldn't do that on. You purpose. wouldn't choose them. Yeah. Okay. Um, club clubs is a little bit saltier if for some reason. It feels like to me than Ritz, like in like just in terms of taste, not maybe necessarily in like look. Um. So I didn't know if there was if you got those in there, there's a distinction for you. Um let's see. Oh I lost it. God damn it. Um Do you ever do uh there it is, sorry. What about graham crackers? You don't do you ever eat graham crackers? <laughs> like graham crackers. What uh, do anything with them or just eat the graham crackers? Uh I actually like um I'm trying to think. I can pretty much just eat a graham cracker by itself. I if I'm like super gluttonous and I have it left over, um, I will sometimes eat um like frosting on graham crackers. Mm-hmm. Like just dip it in a thing of frosting like a fucking like disgusting monster. Okay. Um do you do anything? You like those flatbreads? We talked about that, right? Like mm. the mm-hmm. what? What do you do with the flatbreads? Like the uh, Italian herb and the sea salt and olive oil and all that kind of stuff. I uh, usually cream cheese. Cream cheese, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what do you do with cheeses? Uh, you throw them in the trash. Um, I just oh. eat cheeses by themselves. Cheeses aren't a cracker. It's a crazy question. There's their snacker, tiny snacker. <laughs> I made up a song about this. Oh, yes. Um, if you were going to host like a, a little get together tasting event 
that paired any this is a chat question um you're going to like host something and it's like all the things we talked about like chips breads crackers veggies and you wanted to be a success what would you serve out of those four things and what dips would you pair them with like this is like you impressing What's your final statement on this? Is what I'm asking. You get three things. Surprised you said I have four. Well, no, I said four different things. So it's like you got to sacrifice a cracker. Okay, fine. You take those four things and like, okay, you can have four. Thank you. Um, I am. Ooh. How many fresh vegetables can I have? Well, I mean, if you have, then you are sacrificing something. So you could have done three, but okay. <laughs> no, you get one vegetable. Just one, one cracker, vegetable? one vegetable, one chip, and one bread. And you got to pair it with a dip or a spread. I'm going to do. Um, toasted, uh, Italian bread, and I'm going to have, um, bruschetta on that, like, uh, um, you know, homemade, like, Mm -hmm. garlic and tomato and onion, whatever, um, basil. Um, I'm gonna have naan with, like, uh like a chutney of some kind and about a mango chutney but um maybe like that like roasted pepper relish that they have at the indian restaurant mm-hmm. um we'll have um, townhouse crackers with a buffalo chicken like a hot buffalo chicken dip mm. Um, with like bacon on top, mm. and then, um, we're gonna have sliced bell peppers with, um, like maybe a a tzatziki or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a cucumber dill, like tzatziki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's That's, your. That sounds good. It's like a tour um, of the world. Right. And speaking of tour of the world, my very last question, like any specific Thailand, like, you know, uh, dips or spreads uh, that you really love uh, since you're getting ready to go uh, back over to see your wife. They're really, they don't really do a lot of dips. Okay. But so you eat sticky rice with a lot of things and sticky mm-hmm. rice is basically like the equivalent of like your dipping device so you like make yourself a little like pouch out of sticky rice and then dip it into your soup or your curry Mm -hmm. or whatever and eat that um Mm -hmm. trying to think did they really have like dips there's a lot of like westernized things there um that are similar to dips but it's it's not like it's not like here okay 
like you're not really like appropriated things like soy sauce and stuff like that or like you know no, or, no, or like no. more things like ketchup and mustard and like that kind well, of stuff. they have condiments but yeah they don't really like if you order french fries they'll bring you ketchup okay what they do is they'll have like um like you'll take like fresh vegetables and dip it into like a ground chili like paste and then eat that Okay. Or you'll have like fruit, um, like cantaloupe or mango or whatever. And there's a like really coarse granulated sugar and chili um mixture that you dip like that into and then eat it that enhances like the sweetness of the fruit. Um so their dips are more like dry, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, but they do have mayonnaise and mustard and ketchup and whatever. Um, and when you order things that are appropriate, like for dipping into that, then they'll give you that. But, mm-hmm. you know, almost everything is a, is a sauce or a soup or, yeah, I can't, I really, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to see. I'll, I'll okay. give you a, I'll, I'll well, give you a okay. We'll follow up with this like here sometime in the next few weeks. Um, I'll write it down on the, on the master list. Um, so like they they eat tons of like chips and chip like foods but they usually just eat them like i can't really picture anything like that you would dip in it yeah i don't know we'll follow up with it cuz i mean when the the one time we talked while you were over there um that's all i was going to do was ask you about like you know uh food stuff anyway like um for food chat so we can follow up with dips and spreads um as you you know pay more attention like a little bit over there yeah of like what gets done all right well um have a good trip frank um thank you yeah i'm excited um you know uh we'll be back uh with uh all of you um here sometime in the next uh few weeks for the spin chagrin but in the meantime we will have a quick cage coming out and um the uh final episode of hodgepodge halloween for you Mm -hmm. so thanks for listening everybody and have a great week double deduces Mm -hmm.